on the waters. He met them at a very low moment they were going through. They had been rowing strenuously against the wind. They were not moving very fast. And interestingly, this low moment happened right after a moment of success, a moment of great excitement. When Jesus had multiplied the loaves of bread and the fish for the crowd, and people were so excited, they realized that everything is possible when the teacher is around. So everyone was raving about Jesus and the disciples. And just only hours after that high moment, the disciples hit that unexpected low. And to make things worse, we might think, they ran into trouble precisely because they were following the instructions of Jesus. The Lord told them at that late hour, just go across the lake and go to the other shore. So after that high moment of excitement, the low moment of challenge and struggle, and something quite similar was going on in the story of Elijah that we heard in the first reading. He was maybe at the lowest, one of the lowest points in his mission, his ministry as a prophet. But like, exactly like the apostles, he was coming from a moment of euphoria. He had just beaten the, the 400 prophets of Baal in this kind of epic duel on, on, on the mountain. And Israel had recognized Elijah as a true prophet. But right after that moment of success, Elijah re heard from different reports that Queen Jezebel was one of the cruelest monarchs Israel had had, a true villain, like taken out of a movie, literally. She had put price on his head. And so he became really frightened and fled from the place and began to walk towards Mount Horeb. And at some point, as he was walking on that lonely road, exhausted, thirsty, tired, he felt so depressed that he just sat under this little tree on the side of the road and he thought, I give up. I just let myself die here. And God appeared to him and said, Elijah, stand up and keep on walking. And then as he reached uh, Mount Horeb, the Lord came to him, not in the fire, not in the earthquake, not in the wind, but in this tiny whispering sound. And I think these this transitions that we see in these two readings speak to an experience that we all have. That there are moments in life in which somehow we feel we can take on anything and anyone. Life is good, we're doing great, there's a you know, promise in perspectives, we feel confident, and somehow, out of nowhere, the next moment, we drop into this point of desolation, of self-doubt, when everything seems ranged against us. And it could happen through our own change of mood, maybe at some point I feel I hit this low, through this, the fickleness of my own emotions, or it could happen through some turn of events, through people that suddenly turn against me, start opposing me or criticizing me. But what makes, this, what makes all of this especially challenging is that these changes seem at times very unpredictable and unmanageable. 
when we experience these sudden oscillations, we can be tempted to just give up on things, because we might think, well, what's the point? I start going in this direction, I don't know what, what kind of trouble I'm going to encounter. Or at least we might think, well, I, you know, I can keep going where I'm going, but I, let's not try anything ambitious, anything new, because this world is so treacherous and so cruel and so unmanageable. And God says to us, well, he said to Elijah, I am here, keep on walking. Don't give up. As if he was, you know, he, he comes to our encounter us walking on those waves, on those waters of this world that are, are so unstable. That's where he encounters us. As if he was saying to us, no, don't lose heart. I didn't ask you to manage the universe. I just asked you to cross to the other shore. So keep rowing. Do what you have to do. And I'll take care of the rest. So we know that these oscillations, the ups and downs, are like a law of human nature and of our society, our history. We'll go through those unexpected changes. And the, the question is, how are we supposed to deal with that, especially as people of faith? What are we supposed to do to manage uh, the unpredictable? Well, let, let me share a few points that the, the scriptures and I think the experience of saints and the church teach us in that regard. The first thing is this, is to know that these changes will happen. Know that these changes will take place in life. You will not be in a permanent high, neither will you be in a permanent low. Things change. And that can especially help a lot when you are discouraged, when you are feeling down. Because in low moments, we tend to feel as if, those, as if that sadness and desolation is going to last forever. I can't, go, I can't go on because how can you go on like this? Like it's never going to go away. And it, it's not like that. It will go away. It will change. So in low times, remember the good times, the times of blessing. Remember God's fidelity. Anticipate the good times. And likewise, in the high moments, you know, prepare for the challenges. Don't become too self-confident in a sense. Don't uh, strengthen the good habits in your life. Cultivate good, a good discipline. Build your foundation solid so that when the storms of life come, you will be able to endure. And then have realistic expectations. Sometimes people go into some trouble and they say, well, how can this happen? And I kind of look at them and say, what did you expect? What kind of universe did you think you were living in? You know, things will not always be easy and smooth and no conflicts. That may happen in some commercials maybe, but not, not in real life. So the first thing is know that things will change. You won't be in, that permanent, in either permanent state at all. Like these things go, we go up and down in life. The second piece of advice here is don't make any major decisions in times of desolation. When you're hitting the storms of life, when you're, you know, when you're tossed about by, in those churning waters, you can't see anything. You don't know 
know ex even exactly what, what you're facing. So it's not the time to make any major change, because it's hard to see well. If you make any major decision in that time of upheaval and confusion, it's most likely that you will not be guided by the Holy Spirit, but by fears and insecurity, which are always short-sighted. So when you're hitting those lows, don't give up on what you're doing. Don't give up on your path. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your vocation. Don't give up on your mission. Just keep rowing until the Lord comes and He calms the storm and He whispers. And, he, and then you can come out of that and see more clearly where you're at. And the third piece of, of advice in this relationship and, I, and in this connection, and I would like to emphasize this one more, is dare to walk on waters. Dare to walk on the waters of this world and trust in the Lord. I would say this means to develop a, a knack for adventure, for the new, for the unknown, for the, where there's potential to grow. Or, to put it the other way around, it's a way of you need to push back against your own insecurities. You know, some, some people may think, well, if I stay at home in bed, nothing will happen to me. And that's a big mistake. It's a terrible mistake. Because inaction leads to a lot of problems. Inaction is not good. Of course, you won't find the kind of problems you will face if you go out there and face life. But you will find a, a whole new host of problems that wasn't there to begin with. Your fears will grow. Your skills will atrophy. You'll miss out on all these things that God may have in store for you that you'll never come to discover. You're going to become hypersensitive to the least, the tiniest challenge you become more self-centered over time. So there's a whole new set of problems that you have to find precisely by never facing the storms and always walking on, on the ground, treading the ground that I know well. You know, it's like those hobbits who didn't want to leave the Shire because they thought, well, we're safe here. You know, there's a lot of, there's this whole, whole um, cloud of evil that was brewing out there but they thought, we'll, we'll be fine. Why leave? We live in such a peaceful place. No, nobody will bother us. But the reality was that trouble would hit the Shire at some point. If they didn't embark on that mission and join the Fellowship of the Ring, something would happen eventually. It was not the safe option. It was just postponing the crisis. But the blow would finally hit. So don't do that. Don't do to that, don't go for that apparently safe solution that really leads to a lot of issues in life. Rather, go for great things. Go for new things. Do what Peter did. When he says that the Lord is near, that he's beckoning you, ask him, Lord, allow me to walk on this new ground. Give me the grace. I want to step on these new waters. Think of it this way, nothing great would have been accomplished in this world without taking some risk. 
all those many discoveries and adventures and new things we have, you know, things we take for granted today, we just would not have them if there had not been people who dared try new things and run some risks and go beyond those areas that they manage well. They had, in a sense, they had to tread on the waters. Take, for example, the story of, of the Wright brothers, or, uh, Wilbur and Orville Wright. They had a, a well-established business in Dayton. They had a bicycle shop and a mechanic shop, and they could repair many things. But they were obsessed with one idea, to create a machine that could fly, something that had never been accomplished before. And these two brothers had great mechanical skills, perseverance, you know, they had, were really the, the men to, uh, come to, to, to go for this. They began paying out of their own pocket for all these experiments they did, and people didn't believe in them. And finally, they put this prototype together that they thought, well, this could really go, this could really fly, but we had to test it. And so they, they realized they needed a place with constant winds, and so they investigated and they found this place in Outer Banks in North Carolina. They put a, this new airplane into a train. They packed the pieces and then shipped it back down there and they went there. And after different seasons of experiments, finally, on December 17, 1903, they conducted the first flights in human history, the first controlled flights in a, in a machine heavier than air. Great things cannot be accomplished unless you dare walk on waters and try something that hasn't been tried before, maybe. And in, if you, especially in the area of faith and the spiritual life, this is so true. It's something that in our society, in the St. John society, we've seen so clearly. Those of us who took the first steps in this project we knew we were walking into uncharted territory. We knew we would have to face unknown things, new things, that we would have to face some struggles and challenges. But I can tell you, it's been an adventure that's been amazing. The discoveries and also especially the fruit that has resulted from embarking on this great project. There's been so many conversions. So many people that have come to Christ as a result. So many lives that have been healed and changed. We've seen so many vocations to the priesthood and to religious life. So this light is spreading. We've seen so many marriages and families get started. That would not have happened otherwise. So many communities of friends in the faith. And so, so much good being done because of this. It's, it's a wealth of life that it would not have taken place if we had said, you know what, let's play it safe, let's stay home. If I had a chance to go back to that moment and start all over again, I think I'd do it all over 70 times 7. And it's not that Jesus is asking you to do a crazy, irrational thing. Because Peter had seen Jesus do all the impossible, the miracles, his preaching. He knew what Jesus was able to do. And so when he asked for the, to step out of that boat, he wasn't asking some crazy, insane idea. He knew who, was talking, who he was talking to. So when you've seen how the Lord has taken you step by step in your life, 
he invites you, invites you to take the next one, go for it. Embark on it. You know you can trust him. Jesus has great things ahead in your future. So there walk into that adventure. You need to face your insecurities and fold that potential and there follow the, vo the voice of God, that tiny whispering sound that will lead you well. So may we pray. Lord Jesus, give me the courage to walk on waters, to go for those great things you have in store for me and also for others. Don't let me lose my life. Don't let me waste my life out of fear because of indecisiveness. I know, Lord, that you will be with me. And with you at my side, I, I can accomplish all things. I shall not be afraid. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.